0: All right, so Mikey, we got a we got another email. This yeah. is from Mr. Sokim Chan, and it says, Good day. I'm seeking for a reliable and trustworthy businessman slash individual to handle any viable investment in your country. And I need a local partner. If you're interested and can handle any project, reply for more details. Best regards, Mr. Sokim Chan. Um, can I call Dibs on replying? I hey, hate you. I wanted
1: to No, dude I'm, I'm totally replying to that. That's like right up my alley. I mean,
0: but do you know you know how to um what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's <scared. laughs> Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Search for Awesome podcast. I'm Titus. And I'm Mikey. This week we're talking about should companies pay us for our data? Fortnite is coming to mobile. Newegg is making some bad press.
1: More Elon Musk news. We're also going to be talking about an awesome uh, watch that you can get on Amazon for a pretty cheap price. Uh, And then we're also going to be talking about this really cool jacket that's on a Kickstarter. It's going to be pretty awesome.
0: How you doing, dude? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So last week, we talked about Anchor, and uh, we got a message from somebody on Anchor. I'm going to play this real quick, and then we'll respond to it.
2: Hey, guys. Just happened upon your show and just started listening, so I haven't heard the whole thing even yet, but just uh, commenting to this one uh, deal about MoviePass and their data mining, and this is a concept that I've been thinking about for a little while, um, and I'm just kind of putting it out there for you to in this context what if there were a way that we the people got some kind of royalty for all the data that these companies use from us because they're making money off of our data and as you said in your podcast you you kind of expect that's happening but we also know that like movie stars and singers get royalties for their stuff way after they've created it so would there be Am I off base here? That that could be something that maybe some techie guy needs to look at. But I don't know why they would do it. So we would have to do it as people.
0: So thank you so much for sending that message in, Michael. Uh, so can, that is an interesting concept. Can Can I point out something here? Is it just me? Or does he kind of sound similar to my
1: voice a little bit?
0: And His name is also Michael. I don't that, want to say totally, it. <laughs> that totally
1: creeped me out. I was like, wait a minute. By the way, I... Disclaimer, that is not me. Um I I will I would like to comment on it though. Um I see what he's saying, but I feel like that's kind of the point of the service. You're paying ten dollars. That's kind of more of like just a membership fee, and you're mm-hmm. getting all these movies to see, you're basically getting free movies, right? Because these movies will typically cost you, you know, anywhere from ten to fifteen dollars, maybe even more. Uh and so you're getting to see thirty of them. 30 31 maybe 28 depending on which month it is but the bottom line is I, I feel like that's the royalties you are getting they're 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 paying you for your data but they're also keeping a membership so that way you don't abuse the system and take advantage of it that way you feel obligated to you know keep up with the system
0: yeah it's a good point and uh yeah i would say that you know, in exchange for your data, you're getting a really cheap service that could end up saving you a lot of money. But also, I will say, uh, there is a company that is thinking about this, and uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Google Opinion Rewards, Mike. Have you heard of that? Yes, I use it all the time. Yeah, I use it, and uh, basically, it's an app that on your Android phone they might have an iOS, I don't know. Uh, but basically, Google will just send you random questions, and they'll give you anywhere from ten cents to a dollar, and they'll ask you questions about yourself, and they also have you take surveys, sometimes they'll ask you to review a place you went to, and they're just basically collecting data from you and information from you and getting your opinion on things so they can learn more about you and they can make some money off of you. Um, But here's the problem with that concept is, at least the way he made it sound, it almost sounded like he'd just think there'd be big money in this. I don't think the value is in one person's data. The value of of Facebook, for instance, is in billions of uh, people's data. That's where the money is, and uh, but you can get you know a couple bucks here and there in exchange for information. So uh, the future, that future you're talking about, Michael, is is already here, man. It's sort of, uh, but maybe there's another company that might take it even further. Oh, and I will say, um, Google Opinion Rewards gives you money in the form of a Google Play credit. So it's not actual money, but you can use it to buy apps, movies, music. I've even used it for like a subscription before. Uh, So stuff that would have cost me money, you can use for it. If you have an idea or some feedback for any of our episodes, you can send us a message just like Michael did through the Anchor app. Uh, Just download the app on iOS or Android, find our podcast. You can just search the word search or I've even seen it come up with the word awesome and just look for the search for awesome logo and then send us a message that way. So if you do that, you might get a response in a future episode. All right, first up for the news this week, we're talking about Fortnite and the fact that, or they're about to launch a mobile version of their game, and apparently it's supposed to be a fully fledged mobile experience. But it got me thinking. Number one, how, how cool that is. But also number two, like another thing I just heard recently is that Fortnite is becoming more popular than PUBG. In fact, some people are even saying it is more popular than PUBG, which is Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Um, so I want to talk about that for a few minutes. So PUBG or Player Unknown Battlegrounds uh, is a game that rocketed into popularity because of its battle royale mode. Uh, that no other game was doing at the time. Um, And they were doing it really well. They sold over 30 million copies on PC alone, and that doesn't even include Xbox cells. Um, And it grew really quickly, but just as quickly as it's grown over the past couple months, it's now been overtaken by a force that's even crazier called Fortnite, at least in terms of concurrent players and people watching it on Twitch. And what's really cool is it's about to get even bigger because of their mobile launch. So what I want to talk about is how this happened. How did Fortnite basically come from nowhere and overtake a game that was just insurmountable in the amount of growth that it had? So it was able to not only outdo it, but now it's like surging past it. And it's kind of becoming one of those games that everyone knows about in a relatively short time. It hasn't been out that long, I don't think. I want to talk about how this happened. So one thing that really helped, I think, is the fact that Fortnite is free. In fact, I've played it because of that very reason because I got an Xbox One for Christmas. So I downloaded it and it was free. I haven't played PUBG, but uh, I'm not willing to pay the 30 bucks. And they just make their money on Minecraft transactions. Uh, one thing that's been really cool about Fortnite also is that they have been really fast to develop, get rid of bugs, add more modes. And PUBG has been a little bit slower. And I heard PUBG had like some cheating problems. They're been going so fast that they're already about to be on mobile, which is insane. And also, Fortnite is made by Epic Games, which uh, also makes the engine that it's built on, and it's a really powerful and flexible engine, which is why they've been able to not only like make it a you know seemingly bug-free experience, but also able to convert it to mobile so quickly. And also, Fortnite, I think, is more welcoming to new players. Uh, PUBG is very gritty and realistic, uh, and I think people who are more casual will probably appreciate the Fortnite style, because it's not that. It doesn't... It, it's almost more cartoony and animated but uh I, even though I kind of prefer the PUBG realistic atmosphere Michael what's your take on this so
1: as someone who plays PUBG I, I really enjoy PUBG I played on the Xbox I never played it on the PC and I haven't played Fortnite although I downloaded it um for me it's it's exactly like you said I mean the fact that it's free I feel like Fortnite not only is better for newer players but it's more of all-around just for everybody. Everybody can play it. They can download it for free. They can hop on there, and they can just start jamming, you know, versus uh, PUBG, uh, I feel like it's more for veteran gamers, for people that have been around the block for a little bit, maybe a little bit older, um, not necessarily, you know, the, the younger players. And younger players, you know, when, when you hit that, uh, I think, like, 16 to 25-year-old, um, those are the people, maybe even 16 to 21, you know, Those are the people that are really going to drive game sales. And I I feel like, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, PUBG doesn't hit that market as well as Fortnite does. Maybe if they were a little quick to develop, like you mentioned, uh, they're really kind of taking their time on this. Um, I I didn't even know this, uh, but on on Xbox, it's in alpha. So it only has one map you can play, and it's kind of very limited. But on the full version on PC, there's actually a couple different maps. Uh, hmm. So it's a way better experience. And I think, I think if they were taking as long of a time and they were keeping up with Fortnite, they would have a lot more competition in there. But the problem is, is they're not. And so, you know, I'm paying $30 to play an alpha game that eventually will get better, but, or I can just hop over to Fortnite. That's already pretty well polished and I can play it in on different consoles. And now coming up with mobile devices, I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't think um, Fortnite's going to wipe out PUBG by any means, but I definitely think that PUBG really missed the launching ramp on this one, and Fortnite hit it full speed. And I think that's definitely going to hurt uh, in the future, because like you said, unless they change something up and make it free, or Fortnite starts charging, there there's not a whole lot of headway um, for PUBG to come back on this one. I don't think that they're going to be able to make the game that much more amazing than Fortnite at this point. So, I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting to see, but I think Fortnite's definitely uh found a nice market uh and really exploited it here.
0: Yeah, man. And uh and they're kind of they kind of uh, played on the coattails of the success of PUBG and actually Fortnite didn't even launch as a battlegrounds game, uh but it's they shifted towards it. In fact, it was a failing game and it's just really cool to see how they've rebounded and the fact that their development team so fast and has turned this so quickly into the powerhouse that it is. It's just really crazy. And for those of you who don't know what a Battlegrounds game is, by the way, I'm just going to throw this in here. It's basically kind of like picture Hunger Games, but with machine guns and whatever weapon you can find. You basically just, you and a hundred other people are on an island and the last person to survive wins. It's pretty crazy. By the way,
1: If you guys want to see us play video games and play video games with each other or interact in that way at all, let us know. Um, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Also, speaking about video games, uh, something that I found out over, I believe over the weekend, I don't remember when I first found out about it, but it's probably one of the most exciting things for me as a gamer uh, on the Switch. They're coming out with a new Super Smash Brothers for the Switch, and I am so stoked. I mean, if you're a gamer at all, that's probably a game that you enjoy. If you don't, you know, you can roll your eyes all you want, but you know it's a good game. It's just something about Super Smash Brothers that's just fun. I, I, it's just basic. I I don't know. Where, it's going to be interesting where it goes because they're adding some of those Splatoon characters, it looks like. I don't know. I'm excited about it. Dude,
0: I love Super Smash Brothers. That is like my game, man, growing up. Me and my cousins, would get together. I would always play uh Fox or Falco. They basically oh, Falco, were the same character. Yes. Yeah, but but, uh, but there, dude, I love me some Super Smash. So I did see it was like a, it was like more of a teaser though. It's a, it like doesn't show any like new features or anything. But yeah, I, so all we know is I'll it's take, gonna be there. I'll take anything Super Smash. I love it. So well, I mean,
1: I mean, here's the thing. Not only, I mean, it's Nintendo. They're not gonna, they're not gonna make a crappy game here. And then two, with something like Super Smash Brothers, they know there's a lot of weight riding on that title. So you know it's going to be really good. They're not just going to rehash the game and, and bring it on again. They're going to bring up some interesting twists with it, uh,
0: like they did for the Wii U and whatnot. For me, it's the polish, man. The controls, everything just feels so right. Yeah. And it's so much fun. Like, you don't ever feel like you lost for any reason. Well, there are just a little bit of RNG, but you don't really feel like you ever lose for any reason other than that you just got outplayed. Yeah. You know? All right, next up in the news, Elon Musk uh, had some interesting words at South by Southwest, which is like a big convention uh, focused on technology and a bunch of other things. Uh, But basically, we talked about Elon Musk a lot, and we talk about MoviePass a lot, and we talk about Casey Neistat a lot. So this is basically the MoviePass, Casey Neistat, Elon Musk podcast, I think, Mikey. But uh, this week we're talking (laughs) about Elon Musk. He had some interesting things to say. In fact, if you remember uh, a couple weeks ago, I said that I felt like Elon Musk was obsessed with preserving humanity and lo whole and behold here we go he says that there will likely be another dark ages particularly if there's another third world or if there's a third world war he basically said that we need people in space in case something really bad happens on earth just to preserve humanity which I thought was like really just really along the lines of what we were talking about i was saying when we were originally talking that you know, if we mess up the Earth, let's all go to Mars. But he's actually seeing it as something different. Like, if something bad happens on Earth, at least there's somebody out there that can continue the human race. And uh, he's a he's an interesting character. To me, it's like, well, if we're all gone, like, who cares? <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> why do I care if the human race continues? But Elon, he's a future thinker, I guess. So, uh, But he also said that uh, they have goals to uh, for short trips to Mars in early 2019. Mikey, this is kind of crazy. So next year, he's they're aiming to have a short trip to Mars. I don't know if that means they're actually going to land on Mars, or they're just going to go around Mars, or whatever. But uh, he does admit that it is very optimistic of him, and uh, it's you know, it it might not actually happen. And he also said if anyone's interested in being the first Martians, um, these are a couple words he had to say about it. He said it's going to be difficult. It's going to be dangerous. There's a good chance you will die. Excitement for those who survive. That kind of thing. <laughs>
1: So, this this is my chance.
0: <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man.
1: Like, so, you said you wanted so to go I, a few weeks how ago. How did I miss this? I'm j- I am just want everyone to know, this is the first time I'm hearing this news, right? It was as early as 2019. I mean, I don't know. I've got to start downsizing. I've got to start selling things. I've got to get prepared for this. You know how awesome that would be? Even if you died, you died going to Mars. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's not, like, no one's going to look at that and be like, Oh, he got hit by a bus. Poor guy. You know what I mean? Like, he died going to Mars. He was trying to be a pioneer and didn't make it. Like, that's, I don't know, to me, it's worth it. I just want to know if I can take my wife and kids, you know, because if not, that might get interesting,
0: you know. Um, is, you know. is she going to, would she actually go with you, though? Because I know your wife. I mean, I'm pretty sure I could convince her, you know. <laughs>
1: No, 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 no. We're definitely not going into space. We're just taking bags with us, and we're just going to go sit in the shuttle to see what it looks like and see what it feels like to fly. It's just a simulation. Not a big deal.
0: We're just going to put the straps on. Yeah. You're going to hear some rumbling. Not a big deal. Don't worry (laughs) about it. You just need to put the spacesuit on. Not a big deal. (laughs) It's all a simulation. We're on Mars right now. Not a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look,
1: I know you're mad, but how mad can you really be standing on Mars?
0: Just saying. I keep thinking that this is an act, that you're just saying this just for the sake of the podcast, but the more you keep talking about, are you actually being serious? You no, would like, really go.
1: Not dead serious. I would go. If I had the opportunity. Like I I don't know how I would handle the situation if they said I could go and my family couldn't go with me, just resting on solely on on me here, I would definitely do it in a heartbeat.
0: All right, New Eggs making some really bad press. Uh, recently, and uh, basically what happens is kind of nuts, and you might have heard about it by now because this happened about a week ago, or at least it came up about a week ago, but I wanted to talk about it and also kind of let people know what's going on because this could impact you even if it's not impacting you right now. Basically what happened is the state of Connecticut has decided that they are going, or they sent a notice to a bunch of companies, including Newegg, asking for information about what the people from their state bought. And so basically, this is something I didn't realize, Mikey, but if you buy something online, and in a lot of states, I know in Georgia this is true, I had to look it up online, and apparently in Connecticut this is true, probably Maryland where you're at as well this is true, even if you buy something online and they don't collect sales tax, apparently you're still responsible for paying that sales tax, which was news to me! <laughs> I was like, what? So
1: that doesn't even make a whole lot of sense, because like, I bought it online, I feel like the taxes would go from wherever they're, selling the item from you know so if it's yeah, that like company be responsible not yeah. you yeah like why am i responsible it's not like i'm buying anything from
0: that state right and apparently connecticut is getting a little desperate or at least i heard that maybe their government's just trying to drive up some tax funds and they reach out to new egg a bunch of other companies and they basically said hey guys we know you've been uh collecting orders from our state and not collecting sales tax and giving us a cut what you need to do is you need to give us customer data so we can charge and send bills out to all the people from our state for the things that they bought online without spending sales tax. So Newegg actually had an option. They, could either, they basically said either Newegg could uh, collect sales tax from this day forward for the state of Connecticut, and then they would forgive all the previous years, or... They wanted all the data, and then they would uh, basically charge people sales tax, I think it was from the year 2014 to today. So it was the past several years of sales tax.
1: That throws up a lot of red flags for me. The fact that they would potentially send out your data to whoever. I mean, like when you buy something, it's supposed to be secure with them. I mean, government or not, I don't see how they can just send out your data like that. And then two, the other thing is, is like, I feel like this should be that there should only be one option here, and that's that either Newegg does the sales tax from there on out, or they eat the cost there because they're the ones that are choosing not to collect the sales tax. They're the ones that are in violation. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't you don't give the state sales tax; the company does. So whenever you walk into a store, like in Georgia or Connecticut or whatever, and you you pay for something, you don't you don't give the state anything. You don't claim that you don't have anything to do with that. They take a percentage of that money and they give that to the States. Like, why am I getting a bill for something that Newegg chose not to do?
0: I agree with you. I think this is just a way for States to basically collect tax. And, uh, this was their way of trying to kind of correct a problem or it, it maybe you don't even see it as a correction of a problem. Um, But basically, Newegg decided not to collect sales tax in Connecticut from this day forward, and instead just gave over all the data. But they didn't actually give them the data, apparently, of what the people bought, just the amount that they paid to Newegg, which really could stink for somebody who's buying supplies for a company, for example. Yeah, they're not even. It's like, how do you even know? Uh, But and also, if you don't, uh, one guy I heard uh, said he had seven days to pay his bill, or they were gonna basically charge him penalties. Not only it was like this tax bill that came out of nowhere, you're responsible for it now, and it's over the past three years. It's just kind of nuts. But I, I'm playing play a little bit of devil's advocate. I kind of understand why they're doing this. Um, it, If you think about it, like there is a store near me called Micro Center, and basically it's kind of like uh, Newegg but local, and it's actually pretty cheap too. But one of the things Newegg has over Micro Center is I don't have to pay sales tax. And so sometimes I might buy something on uh, Newegg, because I see the sales tax, well, that's 7% I'm saving right there, because I had no idea that I was actually responsible for the sales tax. Actually, they're calling it use tax, by the way, but I think it is the same thing. Uh, But anyway, so it is kind of an unfair advantage for online businesses, if you think about it, and it could really hurt a state if all the businesses, the local businesses have to shut down, because the online businesses are killing them because they have this competitive advantage. So it actually makes sense why they would want to do it to help level the playing field, but I definitely do not agree that is a, this was an appropriate way to handle this. But we're not lawyers, and you know, see, I, I just personally don't feel as right.
1: See, I don't, I don't know. I have, I have to play the other side here because I, I feel like when, when you really look at it, I mean, you're, you're buying an item to a website that has no obligation unless they are located in that state to follow these sales tax laws. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, this is state laws, not not federal. This isn't federal tax here. This is state tax. So they're they're not required at all. I don't see where a company that's located somewhere else is required to follow these state laws. And then the fact that, you know, they'd give up our data. Like, I feel like that. Breaks so many Privacy Act laws that I, I just I don't I have a big problem with this. I don't I don't feel like this. I feel like this is, you know, a, a state government and a large corporation that made some decisions here that I I personally, on my personal opinion, feel like violated a lot of individuals' users' rights. And there's not much they can really say or do about it because they have don't have a lot of control here.
0: Well, in this case, I mean, the companies apparently could collect sales tax moving forward. So, really, the, you can be mad at the state for this, but Newegg did turn it over. They had a choice, and they didn't want to do it because, I think, because they wanted to appear that you don't have to pay sales tax if you go through Newegg, even though any, everyone in Connecticut is now fully aware of that. No, I mean, let me, let me be
1: clear here. I'm I'm more mad at Newegg here. I mean, I, f- I feel like they didn't have to do either. Like you said, we're not lawyers, but this is a state law. This has nothing to do with Newegg. So, I feel like this is, yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I, I f- That's one of the biggest problems when you talk about the Internet. You know, a lot of these laws that were placed were well before the Internet was even in place, well before there was Internet shopping and there was companies that were in other countries and and other states. You know, so I feel like they're taking advantage of that, in in my opinion. So I feel like the state's taking advantage of that, the fact that it's kind of a, a gray area, a loophole, if you will. And then Newegg was just kind of like, oh, well, we'll just give up your data and screw your privacy because well, we'd rather just do that than deal with this.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like there's going to be probably some lawsuits and stuff over this, and we'll see how it all uh, turns up in the end. Apparently, Newegg wasn't going to do a lawsuit against the state of Connecticut to stop them from doing this, but maybe some other companies might, uh, because this was not just sent to Newegg. This was sent to many online companies uh, that aren't collecting sales tax. But what's interesting, if you can also look at it from Amazon's perspective, Amazon collects sales tax, at least in my area does. And uh, so... That's an unfair advantage against Amazon, if you think about it, because now oh, there's all these other companies who aren't collecting sales tax, and you just see it as, oh, it's just a nice little bonus. If I would do business with you, I don't have to pay my state. And uh, I don't know. I mean, you one could argue that why does a state have the right to tax something, um, but it is coming into their borders. So it's kind of like a tariff, if you, you could see it that way, um, to kind of balance out against other you know, basically against local businesses, um, which have a lot more overhead than like a big online distributor would. Um, So I don't know, man. I mean, I agree with you, but I do kind of see it from the state's perspective. And I do think it would be horrible if basically a lot of local businesses got shut down because online is becoming so ubiquitous in our society. Everyone does it. So I don't know, man. It's it's tough. I agree with you, though. I'm not. I'm just playing devil's advocate. But this is more of a public announcement. Not. I just want to let everyone know that this could happen. This is just Connecticut right now, but this could happen in your state. So if you're dealing with businesses that do not collect sales tax, be aware that you might have to pay that sales tax at some point, and it could be over the past several years you have to pay it for. So and, and we'll this
1: is also brings up um, another truth here that the the set reality is if if a state is going through a harder time, there may be things that don't fit within their laws that they maybe let it slide for a while because it's not that big of a deal. But now when they're hurting for money, I mean, they're going to go and pull all stops because they've got, they've got to maintain and run their state. I mean, that is the one thing I will stand up for here is if they're not getting the money they need for their state, they're going to get it, you know? And if they're either going to, you know, go back and look at these areas that they maybe uh, just kind of, you know, overlooked in the past and uh, whether it's legit or not. I mean, the bottom line is, is if that's in their law, you know, that's that's what they're going to they're going to go back to that,
0: you know, you're absolutely right. They're going to have to get the tax money somewhere or else their state is going to go bankrupt or they have to cut funds or whatever. Um, So, yeah, I mean, maybe this is a necessary evil. If you even consider it evil, maybe you think this is totally acceptable, Um, but I don't know. I think for me, like, I'm going to try to not deal with companies that don't uh, charge sales tax, at least for the time being until this whole thing gets settled, because I don't want a, you know, several thousand dollar tax bill that just comes out of nowhere. Or um, I may not. I don't know. I, uh, but I think it is good to be aware of. Okay, guys, so I want to talk to you about a product that I actually came
1: across about a week or so ago, but I didn't think much of it and I overlooked it. I was trying to find like a new smartwatch or a, like a fitness tracker or something. What I really was looking for, and I I haven't yet quite found exactly what I'm looking for. I was looking for something that could wake me up um, silently uh, because I, I, you know, with, with babies and stuff in the house, you know, I hate having an alarm because some so many times, you know, you wake up the baby and it's awful. But anyways, this when I came across this one, I didn't pay much attention because I I didn't recognize the brand name. So, when I saw this article, it was on BGR uh, and they basically were talking about the the watch and they were talking about the discount it's having. This is called the Amazfit Bip, Bip. Amazfit Bip. And it's pretty awesome. Not only is it actually nice looking. It works with iPhone, it works with Android, and one of the cooler features it has is the battery life. The battery life is ridiculous on this thing. It has uh, 30 days of battery life with regular use and 45 days with minimal notifications. So if you keep your notifications slim on this thing and don't allow too much of your phone to interact with it, it'll last up to 45 days. That's ridiculous to me, Um, especially the fact that it actually looks really cool because a lot of the things I've come across that have that much of a battery life don't really have that cool of a screen and don't really have that much functionality to it. I don't know. Hmm. And at the price range, I mean, you're talking a hundred dollars, even if it's just okay, that's not bad. It's, it's lightweight. It's got your GPS. It's got your three axis accelerometer. It's got your optical heart rate sensor. It's got a barometer. It's got a compass. I mean, it's, it's got an always on reflective touchscreen. You know, you can just view it at a glance. I don't know. I'm
0: personally thinking about getting one and doing a review on it just to check it out. Cause... dude, yeah, man, I, I want to buy this and review it like immediately. This is awesome. Really, fifty million. I'm reading right now. You sent me the article link. Fifty million units have sold. So maybe not of this smartwatch, but uh, and all the smartwatches they've sold. I guess. Do you see that? Uh yes, I did. Um, that's crazy. If you ever see the watch on my hand and you wonder what this is, this is the Pebble Time. Pebble is a defunct company that got bought out by Fitbit. Fortunately, I guess through the grace of Fitbit or something, uh, it still works. They still sometimes, it doesn't really get software updates, but fortunately it's worked with all my n- new phones and stuff. But what I loved about this one is it's got a week-long battery life. Oh, wow, this is interesting. I see a guy review, uh, a guy's review. If you loved Pebble, then you will love this watch even more. <laughs> That's the title. And I'm like, I love Pebble. This is great. <laughs> like, this is right up my alley. So, man, thanks for showing me this. I I had not heard of this. This sounds really cool. It doesn't have that many reviews. I I do question that number of 50 million sold if it only has 23 reviews on Amazon. But maybe I mean, maybe that, it's in other countries be, and stuff.
1: That could be going off all of their products, and maybe they you know now they have this is their newest one. I
0: yeah. will say they are. Do you misspell some words? That says massage slash slash app alert. <laughs> so. <laughs> It'll massage you, Mikey. So I mean, you know, a little there's a little sketch in there, but it does seem like an interesting product. I definitely want to check that out. I might I might get a hold of one. That sounds really cool. Oh, it's Yaomi right? Yaomi is that how you say that? I'm not sure. X i o m i. It's like a Chinese company. Is it? That's what they're talking about. Yeah, I've seen this company. They make like phones and stuff too. It's a really I think it's Chinese. I think they, they they make a lot of really do you high see quality that? It's on Amazon. See that. If you go to the Amazon listing, it's called the Yaomi Amazfit Maze Fit Bip. Maze Fit Bip.
1: Ah, uh, this is probably one of the companies like how Anchor ha- I think it's Anchor that has Eufy, where they make light bulbs, but it's it's under the same
0: company Anchor. Alright, so I see your watch and I raise you a jacket. So, we just heard how cool that watch is, and I definitely want uh, people's feedback on which of these two things you think are cooler. Obviously, it's kind of apples to oranges. It's a jacket versus a watch. But this is pretty awesome. It's on Kickstarter. I like the price point. Really? I see that. That was the thing that I didn't like, but it was. Well, it's, it's, it's reasonable considering. This is called the Baobo, Baobay, Baobax. I don't know how to say it. Baobax 2.0. Um, It is a jacket that is made specifically for travel, and it has 25 features built into the jacket itself. Here are a few of the features, and there are more than this. With a zipper has a pin and a stylus that you can pull out. So one side's a pin, one side's a stylus. So you always have a pin or a stylus with you. It has a pocket that has earplugs in it. If you ever are in a situation where you need earplugs, you take it out, pop them in your ears, put them back where they were. You have earplugs for next time. It has a slot in the side of the jacket for a tablet. They put like a full, I saw a video, they put a full-size iPad into the, into the side of this thing. And it's like pretty, it's kind of crazy what all they do with this jacket. This is kind of one of the coolest jackets I've ever heard of. Um, it has hand-warming pockets, also known as pockets. It has uh, a keychain thing, so you uh, some, something where you kind of pull it out and then use the, it's got like the little extendo thing. I forget what they call those, like a retractable keychain thing. So you can put your keys in it, and then pull it out and put it back in. Um, it's got a bottle opener in it. It also in the hood, Mikey. It's got a eye mask that so you pull the hood up, and so if you ever want to get like some good shut eye, you just pull down the. There's a part of the hood that you can pull down as an eye mask, so you can get some good shut eye. There are gloves built into the arms of the jacket. You can actually pull. There's some fabric that you can pull out of the the sleeves, and it'll actually cover up the kind of like the palm of your hand it'll just kind of go around your thumb and around your fingers to warm your hands up and it has a million pockets as a secret pocket It has a sunglass pocket as a phone pocket as an airpod pocket and an apple pencil pocket why you need those two i don't know it has a battery charger pocket a passport pocket a drink pocket and has a few ridiculous features these are the ones that i was just like oh my gosh what in the world in the back they have a neck pad <laughs> so it's actually a neck pad you can blow up for comfort while you're traveling. And it has a small blanket stored somewhere in the jacket, I don't even know where, so you can just pull out if you ever need <laughs> a extra warmth. If it's not doing it for you, put it on your legs or something. And it has a footrest. This was the most ridiculous one. It's got a footrest that's in the jacket somewhere you can blow up if you need a footrest. Um, I typically use a footrest called the floor when I'm traveling, but if you want a <laughs> a puff of air to put your feet on, you can do that. There's no tech to this thing, But this is totally a tech-centric jacket, and I actually like that there's no tech in it. That way, once as you grow and you get more and more devices, you can still use the same jacket with these devices. Um, They've almost raised, uh, at the time of this recording, about $2 million, and there's a few weeks left on the Kickstarter if you are interested. It appears it's going to ship in August, and it comes in a few styles, including sweatshirt, and there's uh, one called Bomber, and a couple other styles as well. It's just ridiculous, and I really want it. (laughs) It sounds so cool. So i got to say, the
1: only thing that I actually thought was kind of weird was the footrest. Other than that, that the pillow, the neck pillow. So I'll tell you one of the things I noticed, and I actually um, stayed at your house when I did it. Um, I I recently flew with Spirit Air, and one of the things with Spirit Air is it's a great deal. You can get a really cheap flight as long as you don't have a lot of bags. Um, So every little thing that you carry with you, suddenly becomes questionable. You start to determine whether you should bring a travel pillow and stuff like that. Having something like this jacket that I could just fill up and have a pillow or maybe have a blanket or have a couple extra devices on me um, that nobody can... That I I don't have to cram in my bag. To me, it sounds really exciting. I mean, sure, you've got to take it out for airport security. But you put it right back in there. It's right there with you on the flight. I I don't know. To me, that sounds really exciting. i got gloves right there. I, I don't know. I actually really want this jacket I know right usually I know, when right? I see cool jackets like this like I've yet to see one this cool but usually when they're about this cool they usually start running up into like the $300 range usually when you see these it's more of like the like $300 price range to start out like when you know when I, when I pull up something like this at, like for a jacket and you you scroll to the first price the one that's like the the best deal of all and it starts out at like $320 I'm like I'm not I'm not paying three hundred twenty dollars for a jacket. I mean, I think that's great, and I'm not saying that it's not worth it. I'm just not paying it for me. You
0: I don't know, think paying... you even said the price uh, on Kickstarter. It looks like it depends on what you want. There's some that are one hundred and twenty dollars right now, and there's some that are one hundred and thirty. And I think at retail, I think they're wanting like one eighty for it, which for a good jacket is not a bad deal. So
1: yeah, I mean, uh, if, if it's a high quality jacket, I mean, we're not we're not talking about like a, a cheap jacket you get from you know a, a knockoff store or something that. Is gonna rip on you in three days. I mean, this looks like a high quality jacket here. I I don't know. I I kind of really want this.
0: Well, here's what's awesome. You can they have a two uh, jacket deal, and it's a little you can save. We could we could kind of team up here, save a little bit of money. I think we can and, make that uh, work. And then they'll just deliver it to my house, and then when you move down here, I'll give you your jacket. Yeah, we're gonna have to figure a way to get me that jacket. Um. <laughs> Actually, I don't think you really save that much money. It might make more sense just to <laughs> order separately. Now, as excited as I am about this, um, I'm not sure I want to buy one. I'm going to think about it a little bit more and talk to Leslie about it. Not to pour water on this parade, but this is a Kickstarter, so we got to keep that in mind. Sometimes Kickstarters tend to over-promise, under-deliver. And, in fact, this company actually did a jacket just like this one a couple years ago. And they raised over $6 million for it. But that one only had 15 measly features compared to this 25, just saying. But I did see a review. Somebody got one, and they reviewed it, and they said that the material they used was kind of like sleeping bag material for the jacket, which doesn't sound too bad to me, but they said it kind of felt cheap to them, and they actually regretted getting it. Uh, You know, I don't know if... This is their second time around, so I would imagine that they're going to do a better job, or they might even go even cheaper this time, because maybe, you know, I don't know. You just never know with these things, so... Not to pour water on the parade, but I don't know. It's it seems worth a try if you're really needing a jacket, which I kind of am. Um, and what's cool is it comes in August, which it would well, get it get it to you right before winter, which was when you would actually need it. So. And that's assuming
1: uh, that it's on time, though. I mean, as we know with all Kickstarters.
0: Yeah, but that's the other thing. This isn't their first rodeo, so. Yeah, I maybe. don't know. Maybe. Uh, so I do imagine if you do purchase this, you will probably get your jacket, but it may not be up to the snuff of what you what it said. But from what this guy said, it was, I mean, it did all the things that it said it was going to do. So yeah. it wasn't like they lied, you know, blatantly. He just didn't think the material was super high quality. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Might research it a little more, but definitely check it out. All right, guys, well, thank you so much for watching this episode. Actually, you know what? You don't watch podcasts. You listen to them. So thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope you did enjoy it. And if you have any feedback for us, you can hit us up on Anchor. As I said earlier, just download the Anchor app. It's an Android and iOS app. You just need to find us. You can either type in the word search or uh, you can type in the word awesome. And uh, you should see us on there. It's the Search for Awesome Podcast. And you can send us a message that way. Or you can send us an email. What's the email, Mikey? Search for awesome no, yeah, you're just look, terrible. I don't know. Now you just confused everybody. I basically set you up for failure on that one. You <laughs> did. I was not prepared. <laughs> uh, podcast at thesearchforawesome.co. dot So that's what. Let I said. us know what you thought. Let us know what you thought about the jacket. Let us know if you if of the two, the jacket or the watch. They're about the same price. Which one do you want? Which one? If you could had to pick one, let us know. Thank you guys. We will see you next time. Thank you again, and thank you a third time just for the heck of it, and fourth time. And if we didn't say it already, thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Search for Awesome podcast. I do hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, maybe you wouldn't mind doing us a favor. Would you mind leaving us a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on? Whether it be Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever. That will help us get the word out about the show. Also, if you have feedback about any of the topics we talked about or just in general, you can email us at podcast at thesearchforawesome.co or you can leave us a message on the Anchor app. Anchor is a app on the iOS and Android App Store where you can follow our podcast and you can actually send messages to us. Just simply find our podcast after you download the app and you can send us a message from there. Hope you enjoyed and we'll see you again soon.